I'm Dr. Beaver. This is the Hoosier Chiropractic Podcast, and today we have Indiana's strongest man, Josh Hillen. Last March, Josh won the amateur super heavyweight class while standing at just 5'7 and weighing a whopping 253 pounds. Josh looks the part of a strongman competitor with a huge full red beard with a long braid on the top of his head. I don't know, whatever you call it, the Elsa look. But you're definitely going to hear from this podcast that you shouldn't judge a book by its cover because he is anything but your typical meathead. Josh is a house parent at White's trying to help kids that remind him of himself when he was at that age. And he's also actively trying to build awareness around strongman and strongwoman competitions. Here's a quick plug from Josh's clothing company that we forgot to mention during the podcast. I didn't name drop little big guy. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll add that at the very beginning. Don't worry about that. I little big guy. Yeah. Okay. Little, little big guy apparel.com. Like okay. on the back of my shirt, it says size doesn't equal strength. I got a couple of slogans like that for shirts. Little big guy apparel.com. I'm sorry to bother you. <laughs> no, you're good. Now let's jump into the interview. Josh, very rarely do I feel so intimidated by someone else's beard, but <laughs> You got, you got quite the look going. So, yeah, um, yeah. what what got you into strongman competitions? Uh, well, this starts back in my Marine Corps days. Um, my first duty station was Cherry Point, North Carolina, and uh, there was a local gym in Newborn, uh, New New Bern, sorry, um, about 15, 20 minutes away from the base, uh, Gold's Gym that had this huge cage on the outside of it, and inside this cage was these monstrous rocks and tires and ropes and these ungodly large people just throwing them around (laughs) so i saw it one day and i said hey i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give that a shot you know i'm nowhere near as big as those guys but uh, so how how big were you when you got started when i got started um i was about 175 pounds yeah so that i mean we're looking at 2010 it's 11 years ago um okay uh, any, any strength training up to that point? I had just gotten started lifting, like really lifting um, mm-hmm. in 2009, uh, right before I enlisted. And then I utilized the Marine Corps. You know, you get a free gym and a lot of downtime when you're living on base. So I would just basically live in the gym. What was what kind of program did you first start when you said you first like got into lifting in 2009? Oh, oh well. It was more, you know, where does everybody want to start? They want to look good naked, right? So <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I got into bodybuilding. I just wanted to be big and pretty. That's that's what I was going for. And um, where, what about like diet at that point? Was that something you were considering at all? No, nah, I was too young and dumb to think about <laughs> nutrition. Um, when you're getting started with a strongman, was there any pushback from like people you were working with or anything like that? Like, you know, this is you're going to get hurt doing this or anything like that. Oh, absolutely. You know, when you're in the Marine Corps or any military branch for that matter, um, and you're doing something as dangerous as strongmen can potentially be, they're basically like, hey, your body is owned by us. And if you get hurt, you're going to get in trouble. So I had to take extra care. I did actually get an injury, which made me stop the sport until um, 2017, 2018, um, where my wife basically said, you need to try this one more time or you're going to regret it. And that's what's brought me back to where I am now. That's not a, a not a common story where you hear the wife saying, "No, you need to get back into this potentially dangerous, you know, lift." I mean, yeah. like, 
I was still going to the gym, you know, um, all the time and gone for hours. And she's like, can you at least make this mean something? <laughs> Fine. Like, at this point, it's just meaningless what you're doing. Yeah. So, so when you get started, did you feel like it was something you had a knack for right away? Was it just, um, I mean, that, that goes all the way back to middle school. I'm sorry. Did I, you want to, no, I mean, just, I, no, go, go right ahead. Okay. Uh, that, that goes all the way back to middle school. You know, the, the, that's when I played football. Um, kind of gave that up going into high school, but in middle school, I was on the offensive line and I was maybe a buck 20, you know, 120 pounds, a really small guy, but I was holding up these really big kids. Mm -hmm. And um, when we would go into the weight room for football and stuff like that, I was always lifting with the linemen, but I'm the size of like cornerback or right you know i was the little guy i've always been a small guy and um i'm only five foot seven as well you know i'm just i'm not a very large individual and i was always able to lift with the bigger guys and then i go into the marine corps and i'm doing the bodybuilding and muscle wasn't shaping the way that a bodybuilder would that you would want the size growth but my numbers were skyrocketing i just seemed to have a knack for strength what kind of numbers do you remember hitting at that point uh, in the Marine Corps? Yeah. Like when I first like, started, like lifting um, numbers, I remember yeah. it was, yeah, lifting numbers. So I was about, like I said, 175 pounds and just walking to the gym, no knowledge, no, like I was lifting dumb and just kind of just body adapting to it. And I remember uh, I had, I had broken a 500 pound deadlift off the floor at the time, just with a belt and kind of just doing it all back no you know not really using glutes <laughs> yeah. or anything else and as a chiropractor um, i love hearing that that's oh yeah yeah because you know i put you in business you know keep yeah. it going <laughs> uh and uh you know the deadlift was there the the my overhead which is the strength now was weak weak then um you know i think the most i had put overhead was 205 on a barbell clean and press and um, everybody always wants to know about bench. Um, I've always consistently benched in the threes. And now I don't ever bench uh, my job at White's Residentials in Wabash. Um, just uh, the kids there, they want to know how much I can bench. <laughs> I was in a button up in khakis and I hit a 405 and I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> we're good there. <laughs> just stop there. Um, but yeah, back then, you know, I, I'd say uh, they, they were good for someone that was just basically walking to the gym and just picking things up with no purpose. So, I mean, for sure, you probably had some good, just natural leverage, whether it's like the limb lengths. I mean, that's something that people always look at with deadlift and squat. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm 5'7". Um, I have never measured my legs, but I have the wingspan of uh, six foot one. Um, so I, I have relatively long arms and the legs are the same. My torso, it's a running joke too, it's not that big. Everything. I'm like a bullfrog, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> you see them all splayed out when they get caught. So, so you get started with the strong man and when does, when do you start packing on the mass that when do you start like getting your diet dialed in for that? I never got my dial diet diet dialed in until about last year you're really half got ago. serious about I, it yeah. i was just yeah i was kind of like i said i had gotten injured 
So I went back to just staying in Marine Corps shape and just eating and eating and eating and eating and going to the gym every day, doing the same lifts every day, the same reps every day, just thinking that I was getting something done that way. Did you, I mean, were you losing motivation at that point, going through an injury and? I did for a while only because I wasn't getting the results that I was looking for. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I was such a stubborn, stubborn person. I wasn't willing to read research. I said, no, it's as simple as you can pick it up or you can't. And so with that kind of attitude, you're not going to get anywhere, you know? And so that's basically what was happening. And then one day I woke up. I, you know, as much as you'd want to say that, I don't know, there's a lot of people that are, there are, they are too much in their own heads about what they can and can't do. So it's like, there's kind of that middle ground of, yeah, having all the information is great, but then you can also just get lost in trying to figure out what's the, what's the absolute best way to train. I mean, it's, it doesn't exist. Like you're not going to find, you're not going to be on Google and find that one perfect plan. And then you get to start tomorrow. I mean, that's the, I'm sure part of what has led to your Mm -hmm. success is that, is that kind of, you know, bullish mentality of I'm just going to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of, you know, I've kind of, you know, talking about plans, not one good plan, you know, you've got things like the five, three, one, um, you know, everyone likes to go with the RPE or the percentage program. And Mm -hmm. I, I have found, and I think that injury and my lack of knowledge and just kind of floating around and picking things up was actually a blessing in disguise because what ended up happening was I met a bunch of people that did it a bunch of different ways. And I found what was good in them and I found what was bad at them. And I found what worked for me and what didn't work for me. And I started cherry picking from every program I've ever read about or ever seen. And it's developed into what I do now. Absolutely. So what, who are some of the people that you've met along the way though? Um, well, in the Marine Corps, you know, it's just general guys that have experienced lifting. I didn't really meet anyone until we came here um, in Strong, right? And um, that was the owner, Christina Bangma. The, she's a 2016-2017. She had a major run. She won both Strongman, American Strongman Federations, USS and Strongman Corporation Nationals, practically swept them. Um, then she went on to the Arnold Amateur, and she won that. The, and then she went to the first year of OSG, the official strongman games. And that is basically you have world's strongest man and everyone wants to see the really big guys. Well, the, what the world doesn't know is that there's a bunch of weight classes in the sport and she's in the under 64 kilo category or the under 140 pound um, lightweight woman's. And she went on into 2017 and she won uh, world's strongest woman here in Huntington, Indiana. Oh my gosh. Um, Kind of, kind of fell off in 2018. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know her personal life. I don't know what happened there, but nothing ever works right every year, right? So, and then last year, two years ago, 2019, because it got canceled in 2020 due to COVID, yeah. um, well, she, she got runner-up. So she's right back in the mix again. Every year, she is a perennial contender, you know? And so she, was a, she had a big impact. Um, Jess Reeves. I had another name you may not know. He's a, a also, a, he's over 40. He's another prior Marine. And um, he, when I first walked into this gym, he was the one that greeted me, saw me lifting and said, hey, you should give this a shot. And I had told him, yeah, I'm trying out to 
do the sport. He's a big inspiration for me. You know, I haven't seen him in a long time, different schedules, but uh, he was definitely there at the beginning. He's an under 200 pound competitor and got third at Worlds here in Indiana. Third at Worlds. <laughs> let's, talk um, about, let's talk about walking into this gym because, yeah. I mean, people are intimidated about walking into gyms, period, let alone a gym where there are guys with gigantic beards like yours that are yeah. moving incredible weights. Like what I think is kind of funny from everyone that I've at least had a chance to talk to. I don't know if the stronger you get, the nicer you get or what's going on, but like what, what kind of environment is actually going on in that gym in terms of the people and the, you know, like it, you're not all that crazy, right? No, I mean, the craziness is there during the lift. Right. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, everyone, everyone here, and I, I failed to mention, uh, mention uh, Jessica Fithin, who's in Indianapolis, Indiana. She comes up here to work out as well. And she holds the world record block press and is, I believe she got third at OSG. I think she got third at the Arnold Pro. And she's another dominant athlete in the sport and uh, took me under her wing. She's really helped my overhead press just watching how she works. But, it's people like that that you meet here. They're, they're here, you know, and they may not come up to talk to you, but if you go up to talk to them, they're going to be the friendliest people you ever meet. Um, you know, I, I was intimidated for sure. I was, you know, didn't know anybody just kind of coming in. It's the first real strongman gym I'd ever been to. Every, every other time I trained for strongman, it was in the, the, the Gold's gym or the base, the base gym or at any time fitness in North Manchester, you know? So <laughs> yeah. that was all I had. Um, and everyone, I think, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head where you said, I don't know. I think it is exactly is as you get stronger, I think you get nicer. Because as you get stronger, less people do approach you because I think there's some sort of like aura. I, I don't know what it is. Um, but when someone actually does, you're kind of like, hey, yeah, this guy wants to learn something. This guy wants to talk. And we're filled with so much knowledge. Um, it just kind of comes pouring out. <laughs> is, it, is it difficult? Like, is, you talked about like learning from these other people. I mean, is it difficult when you're competing to be the strongest, like there's not that competition of why would I give someone my secrets here or why would I share with them this part? Well, you know, I, I'm on the amateur level right now. Um, so on, on my level, I, I would say no. I, I can't speak to the, to the top level. What I've seen from the top female athletes, that's what I'm constantly surrounded by. I would also say no. Everyone seems to be really nice. I know, and that's my, that is my favorite thing about the sport of strongman. My very first contest was down in Indianapolis at Unbreakable Athletics, um, and it was called Janice Fury. And they, at the contest, someone taught me how to, a competitor taught me how to pick up an Atlas stone and said, hey, go get it. You know, let's see. Everyone just wants to see someone pick something up that's really heavy they want to see you grind they want to see the 100 percent effort because it's, it's just this great environment and we're all just trying to see who's the strongest and have a good time while we do it yeah I, I'm, I'm sure at the like you said like the highest level where real money is involved all of a sudden it gets to be a little bit more questionable but like you said yeah, the dollar may change i would agree yeah yeah but when everyone's just having a good time so what's what for people that don't know, what separates a strongman gym from the 
Anytime Fitness or from the Y? Like, what's different? What do you guys have that's different? Well, here, you know, of course, you got the Atlas Stone farm, the, the actual strongman contest equipment. So you can actually train hands on is here. Um, like the Anytime Fitness, they, I think they had maybe one squat rack and it was like this oddly it wasn't like a full power rack and there wasn't any way to like set yourself up you either could hold what you were holding or not you never had like any kind of safety um more machine and cardio equipment oriented and things like that it was the same thing with gold's gym however the one in new Bern did offer some strongman equipment like i said outside um and here it's just uh I don't, I don't want to paint this gym one way because everyone says it's the strongman gym and it is, it is primarily a strongman gym, but you, I, we've got um, a, a gentleman named Michael Volan, Volan, who I believe is upper sixties, lower seventies. That's a, a power lifter who, you know, bench presses and things like that. So it's not all strongman here. We, we've got, you know, the soccer mom all the way down to teenagers at the local high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, here and putting in the work because they have machines here they have the um regular power lifting area and then the strongman area in the back they still have the mirrors you can do curls in and look at yourself well of course you use them every time right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what's the so, point of doing this if you can't look at yourself while you do it <laughs> so what what has kept you excited about strongman to to stay within the sport then uh, oh to stay within um to start I would say selfishly, uh, just to see how far I can push this little body of mine, five foot seven, uh, just weighed in this morning at 256. So um, just trying to really push the boundaries of what my frame can do while still trying to maintain some sort of cardiovascular health. Um, and then my kids, you know, I have five children. They love to see that I can do heavy things and uh-huh. they want to watch it. And I, my wife is another big inspiration. And then, of course, everyone here in the gym, everyone here is always pushing each other. You know, everyone here I've seen so far has just got love for everybody. And every time you post something on social media, they're the first ones to write a comment talking about, hey, that's great. I remember you two months ago. You couldn't even budge that, you know. And right. so just the environment and then, of course, pushing myself to be the best I can be. So at 250, what'd you say it was? 256. 256. Okay. So I'm still at that. I'm at that 170 pound. You just getting into weightlifting weight. Yeah. I can't even imagine adding that much weight. Like what, what goes into that? Uh, putting on this mass. Yeah. Uh, well to go from, cause like, you know, I've said it a million times already being a smaller frame guy and things like that. I didn't really count calories. It was more like consume everything yeah i didn't really focus on it in the beginning and i did shoot from 175 up to about 210 within about within a year and it was it was relatively lean you know (laughs) i'd say yeah you know maybe low maybe upper teens low 20s body fat in the right lighting it looked okay yeah that's right yeah it looked great in the right you know that overhead light coming down you know what i'm talking about um and then uh, I really, I really, I really got out of hand um, because it, it it was not relative. 
relatively lean. I ballooned up from, I think it was from 2013 within the, within the next four years, I ballooned up to like almost 270 pounds the wrong way. Yeah. And then ended up cutting back down to 230 to rebuild. Um, yeah, when, it's when, just a, a, go ahead. When you're, when you're ballooning up like that and mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure people are telling you like, listen, how you're exercising isn't healthy. Like if, if you are this size now, like how, how did you come, how did you come to terms with that of, am I doing something good for my body or is this bad for my body? Well, I'll tell you right now, what I'm doing to my body is not on the side of good. Okay. Um, uh, at, at, before I thought it was before I thought I was doing, you know, everything the right way and I was just eating and that's what big men do. And I wanted to be a big man and I was going to be a tough guy and, you know, real, just real young gun stuff, you know, meathead. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, I was, it was bad. Um, I'm glad I came to my senses, but, uh, now, now I realize that this, this isn't a health run for me. You know, I'm 31 years old. Um, my strength window is closing and basically what makes me okay with it is that I've decided that when I get into my upper thirties, if I haven't made it as far as I'm hoping to make it, then abandon ship. It's time to focus on health, restructure the diet, change the lifting and everything like that. Now, the way that I lift isn't really bad, but the diet, you know, so on my training days, like today, I have eaten just under 6,700 calories. Um, just to make sure that I'm primed and ready to hit my numbers tonight after this, after this podcast. How, what, what goes into those 6,700 calories? What are we talking about? Well, okay. So this morning I have a protein waffle mix and I have a Belgian waffle maker, you know, so I eat two protein waffles, four eggs and three strips of bacon to start out. I wait about an hour and a half and then I kick back a protein shake and like a half a family sized can of yams, about the size of my head, need about half of that. Um, then we go into lunch and it's, you know, make some mac and cheese for my youngest, my, my almost three-year-old, give him some mac and cheese, then I'm gonna eat some of that mac and cheese. And, uh, but also like half a pound to three quarter pound of beef. Um, then that's my long break. I take a long break after lunch, I kind of, I'm almost gagging during that meal. So <laughs> I have to like, all right, let's uh, maybe I'll drink, maybe two hours later, I'll just drink a protein shake. But then uh, before dinner, I'll finish that can of yams. And then uh, dinner tonight was protein pasta with uh, to meat spaghetti sauce. About, I didn't really measure, it was the box. So I didn't measure that. Yeah. So w- would you say that the diet is the hardest part of what you do? Absolutely. Training is fun. Eating is hard. So for someone that's looking at getting into it, like out a, you know, very laid back amateur level of it, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, they would maybe get to enjoy the training part of it, but not have to be worried about, you know, consuming like Brian Shaw levels amount of food. Oh, Lord, I, I don't think I'll ever get to that myself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and you know, and I encourage uh, my clients and every, every everyone I know getting into it. And it was encouraged when I got into it, like, hey, don't don't come into this saying I'm going to be world's strongest man and I've got to be all in right now. Right. 
it's a hobby right now. I pay to do this, you know, so mm -hmm. I, I want this to be fun and the, the eating is hard, but it's still fun for me for, it's another challenge for me to conquer. But if you're just getting into it and you're not sure what you're doing, absolutely. You know, there's novice weight classes where the, where the weight limits are a lot larger to where you can fit in that window of like, well, I'll just keep being me and we'll see if I can hit these numbers. What, what got you back to Indiana? Uh, coming to the state? Yeah. My wife's parents. I got out of okay. the Marine Corps. We were stationed in South Carolina and she wanted to live closer to her family. And I said, you know, sure. Why not? <laughs> Let's just go for it. Yeah. And did you start at White's right away then? No, I did not. I actually started at a local sawmill. This is kind of a up and down roller coaster. Becoming a civilian, you know, I was not a Marine's Marine. You know, I had a low haircut. And like I said, I had kind of ballooned up. I still made tape, but I, I no one would have looked at me and been like, that's a Marine right there. <laughs> um, so uh, I got out and I still had this disconnect as a civilian, but I actually started as uh, maintenance in a printing press. And then I worked at the local sawmill maintenance tried to buy the local grocery store so i'm just going all over the place. i'm just trying to figure out how to succeed out here right uh, that that did not work out um then ended up becoming the livestock manager at seven sons farms out in uh, do you know them out in roanoke yeah 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 so i, I ran their um livestock operation and then had to leave due to covid we had you know with five kids during the summer that's my paycheck and daycare so I said, I'm not going to pay just to have someone else watch my kids and not get anything else. So I went home, did the stay at home dad thing for a little bit. And then uh, as soon as that was done, I started looking for a position and the White's residential uh, job opportunity was, it's actually a dream job of mine. You know, I live in Akron, so I live 40 minutes away almost from Wabash. And uh, I make that drive because I was one of these I was one of those kids. I just never got caught. I had, I could have gone a whole different direction in life. And luckily I had some personalities in family and in church that uh, were able to kind of lay a foundation for me. They didn't truly guide me. I was too stubborn for that. I didn't want to listen, but I did hear what they had to say. And eventually it broke through. And I'm just trying to do that for these boys here. That's an awesome story. Um, when, I've heard it a lot more like in the like CrossFit side of things, but people getting out of the military and looking for that connection, a group of people to be with, does that, has Strongman kind of help, help fill that void for you as well? It did, but now that I'm on completely opposite schedules, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to lift after this interview. You know, I'm either in the gym at two 30 in the morning or I'm in the gym at nine to 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So I don't really see anybody anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really just fam fam family and work. I, uh, I try to stick with everybody through social media, try to be the cheerleader for them the best I can and stay in contact. Um, but, you know, the yesterday was the first, not yesterday, I'm sorry, Tuesday was the first time I'd seen Christina and I'd say in over a month, two months. So, I mean, for you, it's, it's working around all the other parts of your life that you have going on. I mean, this is, I don't know. How, how do you make that a priority without putting that ahead of family or work or, you know, I mean, how, how does that work in for you? You sleep less. That's <laughs> it. 
<laughs> you sleep less, but still get enough recovery. You know, um, like so, I'll, I'll I'll lift as soon as we're done here, and uh, probably, I usually don't get home till about one in the morning, and then I'm up at six six thirty to get the kids ready for school, and then the baby's up, and I guess the toddler now. Um, he's up and then we're doing breakfast. I, and I, I, I live on a small homestead, a nine, nine acre homestead. Then it's out the door, feed the cows, feed the pigs, chickens. And, and the day is on, you know, and then when he lays down for a nap, that's, that's the grace time. That's where I can close my eyes. If I can keep him in bed, that's when I get to catch up. So what, let's talk about some of the success that you've had within the sport. Okay. When did you, when did you start feeling like, you know, I might have a chance of really doing something here? The very first contest at Janice Fury, that was, that was the one, you know, everyone had really hyped me up at the, my fellow competitors. They all told me, Hey, you might, you might have something here. You know, I ended up taking fourth, I think by like five points. So it wasn't close by any means, but yeah. Um, but the guy who won was uh, Michigan's strongest man in the under 231 class. The guy who got second was a, he was a current, uh, you know, powerlifting world records. I guess every federation has a different one, but he was still a world record holding powerlifter in the under 200 pound class. And then the third guy who got third place was Kentucky's strongest man. And there I was in fourth, basically out of nine um and the only people who beat me were some established athletes and so uh, at least that's how i took it you know I, they're, they're pretty humble they may not say that themselves but i i hold them in high regard as well um and that was josh swisher zach homel and mark clevenger um they're, and they're still doing it to this day being elite level um on the amateur circuit trying to push through and what else? and then um Indiana's strongest man was that two years ago last year when was that that you competed um it was the beginning of 2020 right before all the okay. shutdown happened okay. and I had actually won it in the under 220 class um in 2019 and uh so that you know that was a feel-good show but that was so small there's like a huge blizzard not a lot of people had like shown up even that had signed up and um, so I was, you know, first out of three of us in the under 220 class, you know, so, mm -hmm. but hey, I'll take it. That's still, <laughs> that's still like an amateur title that I got to hold, you know, whatever. Um, 20, 2020 was different. That was in Fort Wayne at the Coliseum. Um, you know, I was the lightest guy there. Um, I think Chase Bradley was closest at the time and he was 290, which he's just cut down to the 231 class and he's going to be great for a long time. Um, but he, I, so I was the lightest guy there. I weighed into that contest, I think 252. So I was the lightest guy there around 48, 50 pounds. And then, yeah. um, if you've seen my social media, you, maybe you've seen me holding the plaque and, uh, the two guys, they got second and third. One was like six foot seven. The other one's like six foot, uh, three to six foot five. They're both well over 300 pounds. It's, I look like a, I look like a child. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it about that competition? Was there certain events that were more catered towards you or like what, what was different about that one? Um, well, a, a max log event is always good for me. There was a max log. So we had a Husafel carry for distance that weighed 365 pounds. Um, and power that's where you stairs, carry it across your chest, right? 
Like you're holding you, uh, it. You pick, you pick up a metal shield, yeah, and you, you pick it up off the ground, hold it, and you just walk back and forth until you can't. And then uh, the, the power stairs, which is a T-handle going up large steps, um, yeah. and I think it ended at like 405 pounds. And then that, that, that actually, that event wasn't a good event for me. I had never even completed it in training. Wow. And then somehow ended up blasting through and I either took second or third. Um, but, you know, the, the key to that contest for me was that the, the only event that was really one that I thought I'd do well in was the max log um, and the arm over arm sled drag where you sit down and you grab the rope and you rip it towards you. Um, but I didn't win a single event at that show. I just took second and third every time yeah. <laughs> and yeah. everyone kept trading out of first and fourth first and fifth and so my it can you know that was something that christina bangman taught me um when she won worlds in 2017 i don't think she won an event i'm not i i don't don't quote me on that i mean you'll have to it's recording but <laughs> <laughs> um i'm not sure if she won an event there but she told me when i first started lifting that um in this gym that that's what the consistency is key. You don't need to win every event, but if you get second, every single event, you're going to win the show. That's the, that's the part of strongman that I thought I've always thought is just really interesting is you have to be great at all these things. And I mean, at the, at the highest level, you do have to be nearly the best at everything, but like watching Shaw or Hall and just being steady yeah. across the board. I mean, that's almost mm -hmm. more impressive of not, you know, if you come in and you just have one event that you're great at, good luck in all the other events. Like you're going to be, in, yeah, which you're is very nothing. common. It's very common in strongman. You know, uh, between the two lifts of the uh, overhead and the deadlift, there will be guys that show up and they'll just overhead 420 pounds on the log on a max log event, but then they go to the deadlift, and that was one of my problems: is that I was really good at moving and I was good at overhead, and then we went to the deadlift and. No, it's, it's not my event at all. <laughs> I, uh, I've got a, uh, a client, Alex Paggi. Um, he, he competes in the uh, under 80, um, under I think it's the under 175 pound class. And our deadlifts may only be um, currently right now. I, I mean, I might be gaining back to my old form. I'm just now recovering from an injury at my last contest, but uh at one point he was pushing my deadlift and he can beat me in a Husafel carry. And, you know, he, he's a freak of nature. Let me tell you. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, you you hit the nail on the head there that you need to be consistent and that's what won me Indiana's strongest. And hopefully we'll keep bringing those wins in. What, what, what do you have coming up next in the competitions? Uh, next contest actually here in Huntington at this gym. Um, uh, they, they haven't locked down down the location but the gym is hosting it we know that so it could be in the parking lot maybe we get the coliseum again um who knows it's in may so they have time to plan for that uh, may 22nd uh, savage strength um great thing of, about it i forget the title of the co coinciding contest it's gonna be going on at the same time but they're doing a pro woman show right along mm -hmm. with it so we're gonna get the best of the best coming from all over I mean, not just the United States. I mean, if we can get them coming from, from the globe, if international travel is allowed, you know, even from Canada, then we're going to have some big names show up here and it's going to be a great show. Awesome. Um, and what are, what are your goals here moving forward? I mean, 
short term, long term? What are your what are your plans? I, I've got this year planned out, hopefully. And, you know, of course, if everything goes to plan, it's the greatest ever. But uh, <laughs> I need to I need to win Savage. I want to win that um, to qualify for Strongman Corporation Nationals uh, in the fall. Then my next show will be in June, and that's USS Nationals, uh, two weeks after that contest. So just enough time to recover and get right back on the ball. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping to win that. It'll be my second Nationals. I did not do well in my first one, um, but I'm feeling a lot better now. I'm feeling a lot stronger, and I'm hoping to win USS Nationals in the under 308 super heavyweight category. That's a weight class from I think it's from 276 to 308. And of course, I don't think I'll even be at 276, but who cares? <laughs> um, and then after that, we'll, would be uh, qualifiers for the official strongman games in July. Gonna give that, give those a go, It'll be my first time trying. Then it'll be strongman core nationals. And then if I qualify the official strongman games in national uh, November, and honestly, my goal for that is just to get there this year. I'm so new that I'm just hoping to get there. Well, it seems like a good time to be getting into it, though. I mean, there's been so so many people. I mean, Half Floor is talking about not competing anymore, right? He's done. Mm -hmm. He's done. He's getting ready for that boxing match with Eddie Hall. Yeah, that's yeah, what. It, that's yeah, bigger and we'll bigger and better it. things. <laughs> just let that dry. Just let that die. You know, <laughs> so tired of hearing about that. Uh, um. Well, I, I think it's awesome that there's such a big gym like that in Huntington. Um, what's the, what's the best way for people looking to get involved with it? To get involved with the gym, um, yeah. you can go to their website at, uh, I'll lean again for the name, the IN strong, it's Indiana strong, just capital IN strong.com. Um, go to the website. I come in, check the address, just come in the gym. You're never going to get turned away. You know, they'll have a, a day pass fee. And then I guarantee you're going to fall in love with it. You're going to want to sign up right away. Because if you come in, you know, during the normal gym times, after work, before work, lunch hour, you're going to meet someone that's great at something. And you're going to be in the environment of success. And it, it, it's a true story in any sport. I'm sure you know it. Um, just with when you get around those people that have been there and done that, they walk in, their approach is just so different. And that, that rubs off. If you can be around that, you know, this is the gym to be at it. That's awesome. <sighs> I, I think that's a, that's a great way to end it, Josh. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, best of luck moving forward. And might have to stop in and check out that gym sometime. Yeah, please do. Everybody do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Have a good one. You too. The gym is in Strong in Huntington. Little Big Guy Apparel is his clothing line. And this is the last scheduled interview I have for a while. Got some ideas for things to come, but also the platform I use to publish the podcast on is dropping their free version. So if you have any suggestions about where else I should check out, or if you want to just sponsor this so that this podcast doesn't cost any money, that'd be great. If you have any suggestions on who you'd like to hear, let me know and or any suggestions about where else to take this podcast. So thanks, we'll be talking to you soon. <laughs>